Welcome to the Colby Cast, episode 54. Glad you could join us. Today, the cast interviews Colby's curriculum development manager, Mrs. Dina Muth. I had the privilege of getting to know Dina well during my first year at Colby, when we both worked at the headquarters in Napa. What has always impressed me is her ability to articulate exactly what is trying to be said by those around her. This is a special gift by a specially gifted person. We are so proud to have her at Colby and so proud to have her as a guest on the show. Enjoy. Hi there, I'm Bonnie, liturgical musician, popcorn and podcast fanatic, and Colby homeschooling mom to four lads and lasses of middle and high school age. And I'm Jordan. As a product of homeschooling, I'm proud to teach Greek and Latin for Colby online and serve as the alumni and public relations director. This is Dina Muth, Curriculum Development Manager for Colby Academy. Welcome to the Colby Cast. Thank you so much. I am so happy to be here to speak with you today. Oh, it's a delight to talk to you. I remember a conversation with you at the outset of our Colby experience, and it remains one of the memories that stands out in my mind that really helped me feel better about doing what we were doing, undertaking that year of homeschooling. So thank you for that. And I'm excited to introduce you to the Colby Cast listeners today. So, Dina, would you tell us about yourself and your family, your Colby connection? Yes, I'd be happy to. Um, I am the curriculum development manager for Colby, um, and I have been with Colby as an official employee for a little over 10 years now. I started working as an advisor when my children were all in school. My youngest went to preschool. I began working part-time as an advisor while they were in school. Um, I was living in Napa at the time. I'm married to Brian Muth, who is the son of uh, the co-founders, Diane and Jerry Muth. So that is my that was my first connection with Colby. So if you think of it that way, I've been employed with Colby for a little over 10 years, but it has been a part of my life for nearly 32 years. I'm about to celebrate my 32nd anniversary. Um, currently, uh, I live just east of Dallas in a city called Heath, Texas, very near to Forney. Um, for anyone who's familiar with uh, the Dallas area, that is just east of Mesquite and Sunnyvale on Highway 80 as you're heading out towards Terrell and Tyler, Texas. Um, I am from Dallas. I grew up uh, an Air Force brat, uh, lots of different places. I was born in Missouri. But when my dad retired after 20 years, uh, we moved to Garland, which is one of the larger suburbs in northern Dallas County. And um, I graduated from high school here. I went to the University of Dallas. I earned a bachelor's of arts in English. I met my husband there and we were married in the chapel of the incarnation on campus uh, shortly after our graduation. Um, Since then, we've been a bit nomadic moving around the country together, but but we do have nine children and our oldest is 28. Our youngest is seven. Um, When we moved to Dallas, we brought uh, at that time five school-aged children, the five youngest with us. Uh, The older four were already um, out of high school and and nearly all graduated from college. So currently I have four children that have graduated from their post high school studies. 
They all went different places. They're all doing completely different things. I currently have one daughter in college. She just completed her sophomore year. She's studying speech pathology. Um, and then I have the four youngest that are high school age. So I have a rising senior, a rising sophomore, a rising freshman, and a rising second grader. And so in a nutshell, I guess that that explains a little bit of my history uh, with Colby. So it's um, it's it's been a very big and important part of my life for many, many years. It's wonderful to hear all the connections that, that you have, but also how you have, have been serving Colby in various ways for a long time as well. Colby's curriculum is it sets it apart. It's one of those aspects of the Colby difference that we like to highlight and and is well known in, within the homeschooling community for its high caliber curriculum. So in developing that, what what does the role of curriculum development manager entail and what does that look like for you in crafting the curriculum? Sure. Well, I do not develop the curriculum myself, so I am not a developer, but we work with a, a developers who are experts in their field to help us create new courses when um, when we feel that it is time to add a, a new course or a new subject into our curriculum. And a lot of thought goes into whether or not we decide to add a new course into our curriculum um, because we are very concerned with maintaining you know the standards and consistency that we've had throughout the years with our curriculum that we want to remain catholic we want to remain um, classical we want to remain flexible for our families and so those things are all very important to us so i uh, work with outside developers and uh, I coordinate the entire process and I manage, you know, I manage the process. And as as the course materials come in, then I also supervise having those sent out for copy editing and proofreading work so that we can send any materials that we are publishing for that course to production and have that ready to put on the enrollment form for our, our parents to uh, to select for their children and then purchase materials in the bookstore. So I do a combination of, of helping to produce some of our own publications. And then we also, as, as you know, do use outside sources when we feel that that is going to provide the, you know, the best curriculum that we can offer for our students. Well, wow, there are a lot of moving parts to that, it sounds like. Lots of um, plate spinning, lots of things to keep track of. That's very interesting to me. And maybe on another conversation, we can hear more about the publishing side because that seems to be an area in which Colby is growing. I'm curious to hear more about where this emphasis on flexibility comes from in Colby's history, this flexibility. That's one of your pillars. So where does that come from? You know, um, I wasn't around at the very beginning, you know, when, but I think it just came right, about yeah. very organically. I mean, I think just with with our philosophy of, you know, respecting the subsidiarity of parents also our philosophy that anyone is really qualified to teach your own child but in order to do that you have to offer choices and flexibility within your curriculum and so i think maybe those might be the two main reasons why all of these years later colby has still maintained that real dedication to flexibility um, 
and and I'm sure there's more to it than that. If you if you ask someone else, they would probably give you a different answer. But from my perspective, I think that it does come back to subsidiarity and it comes back to the fact that this is a curriculum that anyone can use. So along with the high caliber curriculum is flexibility. And I think these two, they serve the idea of the principle of subsidiarity. It's one of those terms that I think could easily kind of kind of sneak past in a way and then become part of our vernacular, like, okay, subsidiarity, but what actually, what did that actually mean? I think I find myself wondering that sometimes and put in the service of families. I'd love for you to tell us more about how this adherence to the principle of subsidiarity is part of the Colby difference and in a way in which Colby supports parents as they take on homeschooling. Yes, absolutely. So you are correct. We could have a very detailed philosophical conversation about um, subsidiarity in detail. Um, but I think for these purposes, uh, just a general layman's explanation of subsidiarity, uh, the concept that that it encompasses is that, uh, you know, the the larger organization should support a smaller local organization in taking care of any problems or any of the necessities for the local community. So as you can see, you, it's not something that is exclusively an educational thing. I mean, it really applies to society and spirituality as well. So in society, um, logically speaking, you know, issues and concerns of the local community are best served by that local governing agency. And then the larger governing agency should exist to support and help that local agency do their job, you know, to, to help that local community. So when you when you transfer that over to education and and the idea that the idea and also the mandate, uh, you know, spiritually that that parents are the first and foremost educators of their children. It is their moral right and responsibility uh, to to educate their children. So when you put subsidiarity into that context, what it means is that um, the most local, you know, authority possible for the family are, are the parents, and so you know, it is their right and responsibility and they are the best equipped to educate their children. And then any larger entities involved with that are really there to serve the parents. And so that that is really the role of Colby Academy with our families is we recognize and respect the fact that our parents are the primary educators of their children and we are there to serve them. And uh, and it really it really is a part of almost every decision that is made, except for maybe operational decisions with the building, you know, that we exist in in Napa. <laughs> um, but if you were to attend any of our business meetings, any of our curriculum discussions, it you know, it is always mentioned, OK, it's you know, how does this affect the subsidiarity of our parents? And so we do take that into account. We take it very seriously with every decision we make. Um, and I would say that our flexibility is one real proof of the fact that we do value parent subsidiarity. Um, you can look throughout our curriculum and there are many different, um, you know, we, we offer three basic formats, 
you know, to to take our courses. Um, but within that, there's a lot of flexibility. So there are many different ways to use our materials so that parents really can pick and choose the curriculum that's a good fit for not only just their family, but for individual children. And, um, and we are more than happy to help them even make adjustments to our curriculum so that they can address the individual learning needs of each of their individual children. Um, when you look across the board at the different formats that we offer, we have the traditional school at home courses, we have our self-paced courses, and we have our live online school as well. And so with each of these, we still respect the subsidiary of the parent. And the parent is not abdicating their subsidiarity by choosing someone to provide a curriculum for them. Um, really what they're doing is using that subsidiarity to seek out services and curriculum that would be helpful to them. So they still are able to make decisions on a daily basis about what curriculum their children are using. And I think you can see that in, in all the different options that we have for enrollment as well. Uh, when you enroll with us, you don't have to commit to us full time. You don't have to commit to only using our materials so that if you do have a student with learning challenges, special needs, or even a student who is accelerated in a subject and is very um, talented, you know, in one area, um, you know, we work with you so that you can pick and choose courses and curriculum appropriate to, you know, by subject, not just by grade level, uh, things that will be appropriate to what they really need to um, succeed and grow, uh, you know, as, 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 a, as a person in this world. Dina, I was going to bring back sort of a memory of, of when I first started working at Colby and, and we were both in the office together and you had James there. Um, her youngest son was kind of the little mascot around there. And uh, for yeah, a while, yes. Oh, I love it. <laughs> I, I get the feeling that and you're exactly right. If you look at our mission and our vision statements that are on the website, those were thought out in such a way that that we we stick to them. So in the meetings, we stick to them. It, it, we, we can take things back to, are we getting off track here? What does our mission statement say? What does our vision say? And um, do you get the sense now working remotely like, like I do that I feel like we, we're still a very tight team? I mean, I felt like I was welcomed into the the bigger family. I mean, I went to Thanksgiving with you guys, and then you had the the baby shower for for one of my daughters who was being born. And it's this this teamwork, but subsidiarity plays into our roles. I feel like um, working re remotely, it's like each one is entrusted to to do the job in the in the best way that they can and and they sort of empower us what do you need what can i do to help you do this better so it's like it all trickles down do you get that sense working remotely now that that that's part of it even for the employees yes i do and I'm, I am an extrovert, so I have my own challenges about working remotely, um, but I will say that, you know, as more and more of us have become remote employees, that Colby has really, really striven to provide us, you know, more avenues for connecting with each other um, and being able to work together. The really wonderful thing is it has, it has given us 
so much more talent really because the ability to work remotely means that you can draw from uh, talents you know far flung you know it does not have to be something that is local to you and i just i really enjoy the fact that i work with people from so many different places and with so many different backgrounds we learn a lot from each other um and again it's amazing how much we all have in common too you know as far flung as you are you know it, it the world is a small place and i think working in this environment you realize that even though we're you know, we might be scattered further apart from each other. Um, we really are part of a really tight community. Um, and, and we do have even social outlets that, that we're able to experience as remote employees. And, um, uh, and so it, it really has been a wonderful experience. You know, this may be a disappointment to some of the listeners, but there is a big time insider Dallas Cowboy fan club at Colby, even though it's not based in Dallas. <laughs> and I, I'm part of it. So and Dina, Dina knows she brought me some uh, some souvenirs of the Cowboys to the meeting that we were at not too long ago. <laughs> you know, from the parent side, the way that you all function as an organization that shows in the way that you interact with us as families, this difference, this principle of subsidiarity referring to the person who or the entity that has that should be doing, you know, making the decisions or doing the work or whatever it is. I tend to think of it almost in relation to children, like or even myself, like you should do for yourself what you can. And there are people to help you. And so I can see the, that tying into this idea of subsidiarity. Like I, it's not good for me to do for my children what they can do for themselves. And in a similar way, um, the support that you offer, it, do you find as, a, as advisors, do, are people sort of taken aback when they first come to Colby to experience this idea of here we have this, this cornucopia, this feast of riches for you in this curriculum and all these options for you to give your children this beautiful education and there are so many benefits that are going to come from it. And yes, it's hard to decide, but we're going to help you with that. But it's up to you how you want to employ it. Do you do you find that parents are like, wait, what? <laughs> we're we're not they're not used to hearing that kind of that sort of deference like that. Are they surprised? Uh, sometimes I would say sometimes. Um, uh, I think uh, the way I viewed my role as an advisor when I was an advisor uh, was really I was there to help a parent discern what they needed to do. I wasn't there to tell a parent what to do. And, um, you know, and sometimes, you know, you'd be speaking with a parent who was feeling pretty confident about what they wanted to do and they just needed to ask a few questions. And, and sometimes you had a parent where, you know, I would, as an advisor, you spend a long time speaking with them to help them discern. Sometimes they weren't even sure what questions to ask. So I always had a bit of a spiel planned where I just sort of ran through things and hit the high points, hoping that it would uh, inspire some questions from them, that I, I loved answering their questions. And and even I told them at the time, you know, really uh, when when they would thank me for my time speaking with them and, you know, I would joke with them that, that it was job security for me. <laughs> um, <laughs> yep. But also I, I, I really do think you know, I, I tried to impress upon him that, that I was there not to make the decision for them, but to give them the information that they would need to make a decision for their family. And that at the end of the conversation, I would say, you know, I, I really hope that you decide that we're a good fit for you, you know, that, that you want to work with us and that we're a good fit for helping you educate your children. And, 
And if we aren't, well, then I'm glad that I helped you figure that out as well. You know, that we really did not want to strong arm people. It, it, it you know, we, we weren't a sales department, you know, and we weren't working on, you know, we don't work on commission. We're not a sales department. We're really there to serve our families. And so you will find that the advising staff really does take time and effort to um, to work with families when families want our help. So um, and, and, you know, and that's evident in how we present our services in general. Um, I mean, you'll notice in our course plans and in different places in our handbooks and program guide, you know, we talk about grade reporting and things like that, that grade reporting is a service that we offer. So we're not going to hunt you down and badger you if if we haven't gotten your grade reports by a certain date. We assume that you will send us those things if that's something that you value from us as a service. If, if you need that official grade report, we assume that you will contact us when you're in need of us helping you keep those records. Uh, we don't badger you. Um, and you look at uh, the full service online classes, you know, there's just a whole range of flexibility. The most flexible way to use our curriculum is the traditional school at home, but really those are the same base courses that are used in the online school. There's just different levels of services that we offer with each of those. And so, you know, a lot of, a lot of the decisions that that parents need to make using their subsidiarity when working with us is how much flexibility do I need? And they really need to consider that carefully when they choose the format in which they would like to take our courses. But across the board, we really strive to have the same course offered, the same basic structure of the course, the same materials offered, whether it's traditional school at home, through the self-paced courses or online. Our online teachers use our course plans. That's a good overview of what is available and sort of the scale almost from the greatest flexibility to least because the online school is, that's the least flexible really. I mean, it's flexible in that you can choose, I want this science class and that history class online and the rest I'm gonna do at home or I'm gonna do a whole mix of, of the three, homeschool, self-paced, online, live online, but the ones that you do choose that are live online, those are, we're delegating at that point. And that's kind of handled on that side. And we incorporate it into our, you know, managing and making sure our kids get to those. But other than that, that's, you know, we support our kids in going through it. You can look at the online courses really as being their full service courses, back to that level of service again. And so, the fact that we try to sync using the course plans across the board in each format um, really goes to show that you can have the same quality curriculum and have complete flexibility with how you run uh, that course with your student as far as how quickly you go through or uh, what assignments you do, things like that. It, it runs the gamut all the way up to that full service online course. And really, so it is the same quality curriculum. We basically offer you the full range of flexibility and, and, and that is how, uh, you know, it speaks to a parent's uh, subsidiarity, is they really do have access to the same courses, the same quality, the same materials, and they choose, you know, what services they want to receive from us 
in in presenting that material to their students. Yeah, that that's something that's I think most people may not really get is that exactly like you said, Dina, the the online course that that might be totally outsourced with a teacher teaching it. It's the same base course that you could take in the homeschool. So. I, like when I think about my kids in high school, I know I'm not going to be teaching them chemistry or something like that. But, you know, I, I could I could use the same Colby course at home in history or something that I'm more familiar with. There's a motto that that I, I like. I'm, I'm going to I'm going to release it on the podcast and it's in Latin pro omnibus contendit, which means it contends for everyone, for, for everybody, or, or it, it fights for all, something like that, to articulate, because we've tried every which way to articulate in English what this flexibility is and how it really works for all the different people as a unified thing, wherever you're at it, it tries to meet you there. And so I think a Latin phrase like that, maybe if we can explain it, it would be something that can articulate it for us. This idea of Colby contends for everybody. This is true. And I think that that is also true of classical education and the liberal arts in general. And there's far more uh, to the liberal arts than most people understand. The liberal arts aren't just the humanities. It it does include math and science as well. Um, And in today's world, somehow that classical uh, education and the liberal arts have come to represent an elitist type of education, and that's really not the case. Um, the the liberal liberal arts and the classical way of teaching the liberal arts that was from the very beginnings of organized curriculum. Uh, things were just presented that way, and in the modern world now, for some reason, they look at that and think it's elitist. But really, it was created and used at the very beginning of you know educational systems as a way to teach everyone. And um, and I think also in our curriculum, the fact that we do allow parents to make adjustments to our courses, because our courses are known to be rigorous. I mean, we we really strive to offer very high quality materials and, and a rigorous um, course plan to go along with it. However, uh, we make it very clear in in the course plans themselves, and also if you were to speak with your advisor, that parents are always welcome to make adjustments to the course plan. And um, so if if you're in a situation where you would like to do that, you want to use our curriculum, but you need to tailor the workload to meet the needs of your particular student, um, you're able to do that. And your advisor will be happy to help you do that. in the online school, however, you know, that curriculum is pretty set. So back to there being a full range of flexibility. Um, but it really is intended to be an education for everyone. And, and it educates the entire person. You know, it's not just training so that when you get out of high school, you can go into a degree plan that trains you. And there's nothing wrong with that. There's nothing wrong with, you know, having a degree plan that trains you to do a job. Um, But there's also a really beautiful notion of education for education's sake. I mean, it's a beautiful thing that a well-educated person is different than a well-trained person. You know, a well-educated person is well-rounded. They can make connections. They're well-read. 
you know, when, when they speak, when they walk into a room of people they don't know, usually a well-educated person, even if they are not a genius, can walk into a room and they can make conversation with people because you have, you know, you have had a well-rounded curriculum that has introduced you to lots of different genres of literature. You've been introduced to many eras of history. You you also, even if you are not an engineer, you can probably speak about general concepts of science and math. Um, and that's really, it, that and of course, we are Catholic. So our first m mission with, with our students is that we help parents get their kids to heaven. You know, that that is the most important thing. And and so I think that's what's really wonderful about a Catholic classical uh, curriculum is that it really does, you know, uh, educate the entire person, body, soul and mind. Sure. And having that order, like the goal is heaven. So everything yes. else comes from that. <laughs> like yes. We can easily get distracted by these other sort of micro goals or the more short sighted ones that are right here that, yes, we have to tend to those. but the long term and the long view is heaven. So we to, to have that ever before us is helps keep things in perspective. It's such a, a paradigm shift, I think, just to be on the receiving end of the message that, yes, you're the parent. You're the, you're the first and primary educator. That doesn't mean you have to be the only educator. I mean, we're here to help you, that kind of message. Yes, and I will say, too, as a parent using our curriculum, uh, a lot of parents uh, feel uneasy because especially when you get into junior high and high school, they feel that they aren't qualified enough in particular subject areas to teach their children. And, and I can tell you that, um, you know, our course plans in high school and things, we have really wonderful course notes. I, I mean, I have, I have an English degree from a very well-respected liberal arts and classical uh, college, you know, university. And I can't tell you how much I have learned myself just by going through those course plans, in addition to the things I knew coming in. Um, and certainly lifelong learning is a thing to strive for. And so I think that's something that parents should understand, too, that as they go through these subjects where they may not feel as confident, you know, in teaching history, literature, whatever it is, as they go through these courses with their students, um, how much they will learn as well. And then they can share that with their children. It makes for pretty interesting topics you know, to discuss around the dinner table sometimes. Um, really, the entire family benefits from homeschooling, you know, studying at home and having a good curriculum. And I can tell you, um, my four oldest children had the benefit of graduating from our day school in Napa. And, mm -hmm. you know, not very many children are ever going to be really gung-ho and excited about going to school and wearing a uniform and, <laughs> um, you know, there, there's a lot for <laughs> yeah. them to complain about. And believe me, my kids gave me an earful, you know, the whole time that, <laughs> that they were there, that it's a small school, we wear a uniform, and they're always with their little siblings because it, it was a pre-K through 12 school on one campus. Um, but every single one of them uh, now is there an adult at different times and in different ways have come back and made comments about, you know, where they went to school and their experiences after leaving home, you know, either going to college or going out into the real world to work and that that they get it, you know, to a certain extent. Now they get it and, and they are appreciative of it. You know, a couple of them have even gone so far as to say, 
thank you for sending me there okay. instead of the alternative in town because you know that would that would not have been as good you know and um, not all of them have been that direct of course but but they do as, as your children get older you know um, things that they complain about and maybe rebel about when they're younger when it comes to school um, if you've given them a good foundation for them to start their life and their and their careers so that they can support themselves and go out and take care of themselves they will they will recognize the role that that foundation that you have provided them when they were younger they'll, they'll recognize the role that that plays the grass is always greener right <laughs> yes that seems like that is an apt uh, maxim at, the, at this kind of um, whatever kind of pushback or whinging we hear about this or that circumstance or whatever it's it's kind of how it goes right and trying to stay the course on on our side knowing that they won't understand it quite yet, but hopefully someday they will. <laughs> All of those mixed together. Yeah. It's uh, aiding in the sanctification of everybody in the family, right? Undertaking this in, in more ways than one. Yeah. There's so many options and it's difficult to choose sometimes, especially if we're just brand new to this. And and maybe if we've made a quick decision to come to this, uh, there when we're presented with this whole um, smorgasbord, it's, it's difficult to decide, well, which one of these do I want to do, which is going to work best for my student. And that's where the beauty of the advisors comes in with in interacting yes. with the families individually and, and sorting, th they can explain the various options and then collaborate with the parent in determining which one suits the children, each child in the family. And, and there are tools that Colby offers on the website and, and elsewhere for assessing where kids are for the, you know, grade level is one thing, but it's not it's not everything. So it, there are ways right. to, to sort out where, where a child needs to be and what happens if that doesn't end up being <laughs> the right fit for now. And, and then there are all kinds of ways to reach the advisors of the live online chat at the website and scheduling appointments and very, you're very accessible in that way. You know, at Colby, we really, really do care about our parents. In fact, in the academic services department, we have a chat on teams that is called prayers for Colby families. And, and we do, we, when I was an advisor, so I'm assuming the advisors do now as well, I would ask a parent's permission. May we, may I let my colleagues know that we should, we should pray for you. May we pray for you. And usually, I mean, I was never told no, but I always feel like it's, it's good to ask permission before you start you know, divulging even little details that might be private about another family. Um, and back in the day, we had a prayer jar. And when we had families in need of prayer, we would uh, let each other know. And then we would actually put a slip of paper in the prayer jar. But now we're very far flung. So we, we do have uh, a chat on teams that is set aside just for prayers within our community. So, uh, you know, families should know that we really do take our you know, our relationship, their journey with them, with their children, uh, educating their children, we do take that very seriously. and We take it to heart and we do love our families. Oh, thank you for that so much. That it's evident. And, it, and to know that that's an option too, that we can enlist your prayers in that way. That's something to remember. So I, I'll be keeping that. I'll put that in my file so I can remember that <laughs> <laughs> as the need arises. Whatever issue or hiccup you might be happening contact us because we are here to help you. We are here to serve you. That is that is our job is to serve you. Thank you. There have been many occasions in which I've interacted with Colby advisors. It's like the before and after pictures. Like before, there's like <laughs> mom kind of like, mm, and then the after is like, oh, okay, it's actually not that bad. <laughs> it's going to be okay. 
we're going to figure this out. It might not be an immediate fix, but we're going to sort it out. Great. Well, and I think that's another important thing to remember about uh, working with an advisor in this particular situation uh, is that, you know, um, the advisors are people too. And many of us are moms and dads, um, even, even the staff that we have that, you know, that do not have children or maybe aren't married, many of them were homeschooled. And so they experienced as a student, what it was like to be homeschooled. Many of our staff and faculty are homeschooling parents themselves currently. And so I think we really do make connections with the parents when we work with them. And um, and I know when I was working as an advisor, the best phone calls I could have were the ones where I was able to help, you know, a parent work through things and at the end of the phone call they would tell me that they felt like they could move forward and that they they felt encouraged and confident in their own abilities um and so that and that's through making connections with each other through our own personal experiences even if the advisor doesn't share their personal experiences with you you know that's that's part of their what's in their tool belt of resources to work with families is that you know we're members of our own families too and so I, I think it's important to for parents to remember that when they talk to us, that we aren't a robot. You know, um, we are people, okay. you know, with families and possibly children. And some of some of them have similar experiences. So helpful being able to relate on that level makes a huge difference, I think. Yeah. I just wanted to say, like being around you, Dina and, and Brian, you are great role models for Chrissy and I as has in your parenting skills and your oh your, my well you might not want to talk to my 13 year old right now <laughs> well, well, remember, one of the things that stood out to me a lot was um you you mentioned one time in the office how you don't get in an argument with your kid as though you're on the same level so you have to and and they try they try to bring you into that and now yeah. i see it and i i still remember hearing that from you oh Remind yeah and i still get sucked into those by the way i mean yeah. it's, it just happens and you're like wait a minute <laughs> yeah. 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 Right. how do we get yes. here <laughs> yeah. because you know your kids are people too and as they get older they start seeing you as a person and not just mom and dad you know they start understanding your own you know um I, I would say I always talk about uh, my kids as they get older, they understand all of they, they know what my neuroses are. You know, it's like, yeah. you know, they get yeah. to know you as a person and and you start uh, your relationship changes a little bit. And, and it and it does. It's it, it gets complicated sometimes to make that, you know, to know each other as people, but then also still maintain that parent child uh, relationship. It's it's difficult. Mm. So. You know, this has been a great conversation, so much uh, reassurance and encouragement and support in, in your words that you've offered and the work that you do. Thank you for all of that and for being our guest today. Well, thank you so much. I, I'm really humbled, actually, that, that you asked to have a conversation with me. So I appreciate that very much. And um, to all the parents out there, please take advantage of, you know, speaking with your advisors. No problem is too big or too small. They're happy to help you and to spend time with you. And I'm also happy to communicate with you if, if any of you might have any you know, reason that you'd want to reach out and speak to me. Um, I'm more than happy to do that. Um, 
once again, probably the best way to do that is through your advisor and they would be able to put you in touch with me. And we're here to help you every step of the way. Mary, our mother, pray for us. St. Maximilian Colby, pray for us. Ad maior day gloriam.